Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. This week, we're discussing things that tick you off when you travel. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, you're watching The Trip. Episode 14 for the week of May 13th, 2015. The trip is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation, whether it be theme parks on the West Coast, East Coast, or on the seas. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, this is The Trip, a little show about something we all love called vacation. I'm Jenny Lynn. And I'm Teresa, and back in our nook of production is dustin hi hey dustin hey how are you i'm good how are you well this week we are going to be discussing things that really tick us off pet peeves when we're traveling ours as well as yours and i'm in a bad mood so this should go well (laughs) it's gonna be a total grape fest yeah (laughs) (laughs) grape now for this one we actually went to facebook and uh, put up a post asking you all to tell us what your pet peeves are when you are traveling and wow guys <laughs> yeah like first hour was a hundred oh, way over a hundred we got over a hundred comments on that thread on facebook yeah. some people are freaks and what what ticks them off it's it's interesting and yeah. a little scary yeah it's not what's scary it makes you a bit more aware and maybe a bit more careful about yes. when you are traveling so with that we are actually going to be incorporating trip talk with the issue because our trip talk is yeah it's an like issue. all in one Mm. Trip talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't think I'll ever get used to that. Okay. I don't either. That just freaks me out. So, so let let's talk about some of the um, things that really take people off. Um, there was a kind of a running theme through all of it. A lot of it had to do with flying. Mm-hmm. That was a biggie. That was a biggie. I think more than any other form of traveling, flying is apparently the one that really can rub people raw. Yeah. It can really tick you off. <laughs> so, who, who we want to go first? Um, sure. Go ahead. Tell us the first one. All right. So, the first person that we were going to be talking about, uh, Kim Borkman, talking about them. We're going to be well, talking about. We're going to be talking about her issue. Kim Borkman wrote in, and uh, she said the thing that ticks her off the most is others who hold you up with their disorganization when you are disorganized. So she's all up and ready to go, and then other people who don't have their act together are. Okay, so like standing in TSA and you're ready to go and put your things in the bin and they're in front of you just lollygagging. Right. It's the people who don't have their documents out and ready to check in or go through customs or, uh, yeah, the TSA line. They're the ones Untying the knee-high boots that, you know, know, some... Right, waiting till the last second to take off the shoes or pull out the laptop or whatever it is. Now, some of that can be due to people who are unfamiliar true if you haven't been through dsa before that that whole process can really take you aback yeah the first time i had to do it i was really shocked like you want me to take off my belt what see you know what you should have done some pre-planning and you would have apparently so it just did but it was a new thing another thing where people um are disorganized and it, it bugs me is when you're in line at like a quick service or a fast food restaurant 
get your freaking wallet out. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Wait. Does that not take you? Okay, you're waiting, and they tell you owe $12.52. Oh, let me reach into my bag and, and pull rummage out the around t- and pull out my wallet. <laughs> You knew you were going to have to pay for it. Well, I guess, you know, normally I would say not a big deal. But when you are traveling, especially in the areas of a uh, an airport, we got people that are trying to make flights. So it's not really just an issue of people being impatient, but it's an issue of people trying to actually get to their destination. They have to do it quickly and efficiently to get to the next spot so they don't miss their plane. Now, see that last flight that we were on coming back. well, I wasn't going to miss five, my flight, but I was worried about Craig, who was traveling with us, who we were going from point B to point A, and he took a detour to point C <laughs> to pick up some chili. And, That's right. And then, and then so varsity was to the varsity in Atlanta. And then, yummy. <laughs> and he, he got on the, he made it on the plane, but he did. We weren't sure if, if he had he to was drag me. Yeah. If he had had one of these people that Kim's talking about, yes, he, he never would have made it. And he would have been peeved. He'd be standing there with his orange drink and his chili. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, all right. The next one is Diane Parker. People who ignore the carry-on limits. Yeah. That is a frustration. The people who want to bend the rules. And tote way too much on. Mm-hmm. That affects you in a couple different ways. I mean, one of them being if they only are supposed to bring in one bag, but then they try to get more on the plane. That's taking up the, the luggage area. Let's just talk about that. Yeah. Go... I know that's one of your issues, and it certainly was one that a lot of people wrote into us about. People taking up my luggage space? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's the deal there? You're, you're toting your one carry-on and your one personal item, which is usually a handbag, laptop, case, backpack. whatever, backpack. And then, of course, then they've got the 300,000 very large tchotchkes they bought on vacation. <laughs> and that, does, that counts, right? Why it don't should. They, it should count. But they're toting it along, and it's usually got some long stick hanging out of the bag that is going to whop me in the face as they go by. And they put, they take up all the space. And under my, okay, I'll tell you what takes me off. When I'm sitting in my seat on the plane, and the person sitting next to me, their stuff under the seat is spilling over into my world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't care if I'm using all my space or not. It's not your space, right? <laughs> it's true. I paid for this Unless area. I've invited you into my space, stay out of my space. I want my feet there. I like to stretch my legs out. and you know. But this rule does not apply when you're driving and I'm in the passenger seat. Oh. <laughs> okay. If you're in the passenger seat and I'm driving, and I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I get in and I put all my stuff over. You're the navigator, girl. You you take on yes. the responsibility of holding my items. The rule when traveling with Teresa in a vehicle is, well, I'm the one driving, so you're going to have this in your feet space area. <laughs> and then you just say, yes, ma'am, and you go along with Because it. you're going to have to assist me if I need something out of my bag. Which I often have to do. I have to retrieve your sunglasses and so your the pas- wallet. the passenger is the assistant. There you driver. go. There you go. That that I didn't know there was rankings in the car. There either is that, in my car. Either that or the do girl, however, whatever wording <laughs> well, you want to. Well, navigator is a term I like to use. Yeah, but most people don't me. navigate, though. No. Some yeah. people are really good at it. Others aren't. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names, but anyway. So who's as next she, on the list? As she casually glances in my direction. Okay, the next one we have is from... <laughs> 
Oh, yep. Brian Harkins was not <laughs> too happy with bad customer service when he's traveling. And yeah. I get that. I mean, you don't want bad customer service anywhere in life. But when you're on a trip, it just seems to especially grate you. Well, you're all happy and you're having a a, a good time because you're on a vacation or a trip. Mm-hmm. Not, not bad customer service can pull you down. Mm-hmm. If you let it. And and it could be anywhere. It could be at the, the hotel that you're checking in, the person who is providing transportation mm-hmm. for you. It could be your server your, at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, your destination, if you're doing some type of attraction type thing, it really can ruin the But experience. you got to think about those people are doing their jobs. And, you know, maybe they have a bad day. They don't need to have it on the day I'm there. That's right. Don't have your bad day on my day. And sometimes I find, (laughs) sometimes, literally, if I come across someone that is having a wonky day, I try to make a joke of it with my group Mm because I don't want it to pull my people down. Yeah. Because I've traveled with people that are in a bad mood, and that can pull you down too. Well, I think the idea is you've already, you've spent money and invested You've invested time and money, so much energy into the idea of this happy experience that you want to have. And then, you know. Along comes Debbie Downer. and At the check-in desk at your hotel. Pulls you down. And, yeah. Your room's not ready. It's Can't not appreciated you. at yeah. all. <laughs> what about? What? Uh, you got a name for everybody. <laughs> it is. Lizette had a lot of frowny faces. Oh, my goodness. She had a whole list of things that bother her. Stay out of Lizette's way. <laughs> She's You're bound to step on some toes with wow, her. Wow, look at this. Yeah. Well, hers were actually, you know, most people when they wrote into us, things that were ticking them off during their travels had to do with other people. She actually gave us things that weren't dependent on people. And right. they're legit. They're legit, but you can't. You don't have any control over weather. No. No, she but put it would inclement weather, off. traffic delays, and flight delays. And in truth, those are some of the things that tick me off the most. I, I think I tend to, or I try to be more patient with people. Um, but I like our last flight that we took that just kept circling and circling, and that plane wouldn't land. I was getting sick. Boy, that, that was... That, that was, was odd. That was, that little, was not that was, going down with me. It was stressful. I wouldn't say it was ticking me off. It was stressful. Um, I was yeah. getting irritated. No, I was really, really getting irritated. Like just traffic issues. The darn that plane. can tick me off because it's just mm-hmm. random, stupid people in my way. <laughs> I don't like that. That takes me off. Yes, and then inclement weather. If you've planned this fantastic, like I said, vacation experience, and then in comes a thunderstorm and just. Yeah. Totally ruined. Just put on the your plans. garbage bag with the Mickey well, on the back. Well, you know, you do. You got to make lemon lemonade. Out, you got to make lemons out of lemonade. Yeah, lemonade that's what you do. Lemons. Yeah, lemons <laughs> out of lemonade. Try doing that one, Dustin. <laughs> okay. But um, just pop open a beer and move on. Okay. Um, well, Marcelina I, what I thought, agrees. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she agreed. Uh, Marcelina West agreed with Lizette, and she put. I liked how she worded it. Agreed, Denise. Uh, well, Denise agreed as well. Apparently, there, this was a lot a, of people agreed with her. <laughs> there was a lot of well, set yeah. was very agreeable. Okay. Yeah, and she said people who aren't ready to go through airport security uh, is another one. Uh, I mean, if you don't need to be so rushed that you're stressed, but you get, your, she said, get your things ready, people. That goes back to the yeah, just get thing. it ready. What's the deal? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. People do need to be ready. Yeah, just, I mean, especially with TSA, they're screaming the directions at you for, you yeah. know, five minutes before you get to the front. Take off your shoes. Take off your belt. Take, take out your, your Xboxes. Yeah, take yeah. out your Xboxes. <laughs> what is, they say that they all They say some th- random... I can't remember what the other... What's the other thing? DVD players. Yeah. yeah. Some Please remove stuff. the mini fridge from your backpack. <laughs> no microwave ovens here. Um, sorry, anyway. See, that relieves... That always makes me happy when they go out of their way and say random things <laughs> Random like that. stuff, yeah. yeah. That it alleviate, and I think they say it to alleviate the, the situation, the stress level and all. So mm-hmm. next is Vincent. The mad rush to get off the plane. The fact that when getting off an airplane, instead of sitting after landing, everyone stands and starts pulling bags out, et cetera, and acts like they're leaving Shawshank. Okay. <laughs> That was pretty creative. I like that. This is a psychological thing. This is, you know, one person does it and everybody else does it. And then everybody else feels entitled to be the very first one off the plane. So it is. It's it's a psychological thing. It, it serves no purpose. It you're doesn't because what's because I, I, I've been watching this. So if you're halfway back the plane, all the people in front of you have to get off. Yeah, might as well the, sit down. It might as well sit down mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're not going to get past these people in this line. <laughs> Other people sitting down in front of you are going to get out before you. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, they're swimming against the stream and their bag is behind oh, you. Oh, that's the worst. That is the worst. That is, a, yeah, definitely They're trying to go the other way to get their yeah. bag, you know, because stewards put their bag back there because someone else yeah, put their bag Yeah, a lot of times it's not, their, yeah, it's not their fault, but it is still very frustrating yeah. and very, very annoying. If you don't have a connection, just wait it out. You know, I agree. That plane's not going to pull out and leave you on the plane. I think the only times that I actually try to rush off the plane are if I'm trying to keep up with you and Kathy when we're getting off. Um, <laughs> well, right. you guys are usually off before I am. Or, like I said, the one time we were just circling and circling, and I just I was about out, yeah. to toss my cookies. I needed to get out of that plane <laughs> immediately. But other than that, I'm yeah, the cool look on your face. Back. That flight was priceless. It was not good. It was not a good flight. <laughs> okay, next we had uh, Catherine. Hefner, and I hope I'm saying that Hefner, right. Hefner, Hefner, Hefner. It's Hefner, like Hef. Okay, go okay. Ahead. Um, I totally get this one. She says her pet peeve is our family members who, when you're planning the vacation, said that they don't care, do whatever you want, but then when the decisions have been made, they you know, are all up in arms and they don't like it because it's not the way that they would want it to be. Oh, I get this. I have family members. Let me look at one. She's in the room, but she's... (laughs) That do this. Yes. It's just... I experienced this very recently with uh, the cruise that I mentioned with my family for my grandfather's birthday. I was given very little um, guidelines for making the dates for this cruise. or I, I wasn't told what cruise line. I wasn't uh, initially told what dates. Um, I wasn't told who was going, what rooms anyone wanted to be in. And I was just kind of expected to present something to a family, which yeah. is composed of, you know, upwards of 20 people. And, um, you know, then when that happened, then it was all like, well, you know, I don't want to do this and grandpa doesn't want to do that. And Hey, maybe we shouldn't even go on a cruise. And, you know, it was yeah. just like, <gasps> that's crazy. So frustrating. And I that, wanted that to pull my hair. Off. Yeah, I wanted to pull my hair out because it was like, I contacted every single person asked for your input initially so that before I went and put in all of this effort, and nobody did anything. No, but everyone was like, whatever, you know, we're all flexible. No, we're all they're, fun. They're not. It's all good. They're not. 
So anyway, yes, I completely, wholeheartedly agree with that pet peeve. Please, people, when you're that planning trips too. with your family, be considerate and be upfront with the information and the things that you want. Yeah. It makes it all easier. <laughs> Sorry, ranting. All right. Um, a couple of our listeners sent in a little video of their pet peeves. Let's go to one of those, Dustin. Yes. Who we got first, Mike, maybe? So my biggest pet peeve when on vacation has to be when other people are on vacation and they kind of forget that they're not alone and there's sort of an air of self-righteousness. Uh, you can just tell with their actions and their words. They just uh, it, it lack a certain amount of respect, I guess, for other people around them. Um, you know, you can vacation together and enjoy it together. That's true. It's true. Nothing worse than, you know. That was Tyler Traveling Allen. with a diva. Well, you know, that just a lot of times they're special. not in your party no they're, they're not. the people that are around you yeah and again it comes from the idea that i've invested time effort money into this and i'm going to get mine um yeah. and unfortunately it can impose upon your experience as well as you laugh at them <laughs> just try to you know well you know it's sometimes it it's the only way them. to to handle that yeah. type of situation but you do you see it you see it a lot people that want to be first for everything uh all right next one elizabeth wilcox dirty public bathrooms boy that's that who's doesn't have that on their list right nothing worse than going into a restroom you're on a trip you can't make it back home obviously you got to use the public restrooms and they're disgusting do you know one Mm. of the worst places that i have ever experienced a public bathroom is in the laguardia airport oh my gosh it is just downright scary in that bathroom those bathrooms um just i i, I don't the floor the floor is you're walking filthy. on isn't it it's like they don't sticky. even have the toilet paper on toilet paper holders it's just held up there. by it's held up by plastic garbage bags that are tied at the top and then they hang over the hook on the back of the door. <laughs> that was horrible. Um, I remember coming out of there for the first time with Kathy because we had mm-hmm. a layover while we were going to Canada. And um, I, as soon as we exited the restroom, I turned to Kathy and I said, let's never do that again because that looks like a place where bad things happen to good people. <laughs> it, it was a disgusting bathroom. It was bad. It was bad. And it could happen anywhere. You could, I mean, a rest stop as you're driving down the road. Gas stations are notorious Gas for it. Gas stations. Yeah, you would The road trippers, there. yeah. Yeah. It's just, just be prepared and, you know. It's going a Coke can along the road. I don't know, I don't know <laughs> what the choice is there. Because well, you can always do what Dustin did and go on the side of the road and end up with fire ants. That's right. You. Well, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not fire pleasant. ants or something from the bathroom. I'd go with the fire ants. <laughs> Definitely. What's our next one? Okay, we've got Alicia Fecto. I think that's how you say that. Good try. Mm-hmm. And Some um, great names today. Well, she had a pet peeve that is, I also share this one. People that are taking pictures, but they block the entire walkway when they're doing so. So they'll stand on one end of the walkway to take a picture of something on the other end of the walkway, and nobody can pass through without walking through the line of sight for the camera, and it holds up. 
everything. This is a huge pet peeve of mine. This is huge because not only are you blocking the, like like you said, the entire walkway, you're also not getting a very good picture. It, it bugs me to no end to see people who uh, take a picture and their subject is like 20 feet away. <laughs> and first of all, they expect nobody walk uh, to walk in between the space of 20 feet between them and their subject. Also, that person is going to be really, really tiny in that photo. Yeah. And it's to get your subject closer to the camera, get your thing in the background, fill it out in the right. background. It's, it's simple, and you don't take up as much space. It's, it's a really simple solution. Just organizing whoever they're taking the picture of takes forever. So you're just standing oh, yeah. there waiting. You know? And then every time someone passes by, they got to start over again. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's just, well, just then more it also annoying. adds a lot of pressure to the situation yeah. because you got to take the picture real quick within a certain amount of time so that you're not imposing upon people or you're doing it as little as possible. Yeah. But it's just, it can be kind of a frustrating situation for all involved. This isn't a pet peeve, but it, it kind of relates to this. Like, I, you know, it doesn't bother me, but it's funny that it happens quite often. Whenever you like offer to take a photo for somebody or, you know, they ask you and you say yes, um, <laughs> inevitably it happens that I take one photo and then they've got to get another family member in and, th- and then it becomes wedding photos. Let's get every right. variation <laughs> of the bride and the groom's family in there. <laughs> and I end up taking 15 photos. It happens almost every time. Or someone else has to Can you do it for us too? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Photo pass, you know. Yeah. That's when you start getting asking for tips. Yeah, right. Well, they paid me twenty bucks. So, yeah. Our next one is um, Roz Tobe packing. Packing ticks her off. I, more the things, not so much packing for me, but what I forgot to pack, or mm-hmm. that I've overpacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you how many trips I've been on where I've had to go purchase something that I forgot. Yeah, I I do that every that, trip ticks me off because I'm spending money I didn't expect to be spending. You know what I have about a million of because inevitably every time I forget what umbrellas. I have about 15 umbrellas really? you, in my house. We, where were we with you one time and it started to rain and, and you I, pulled out umbrellas for everybody. <laughs> I remember that. It was like We were wow. at a, one of the theme parks. Yeah. And he opens up his backpack which he always has with him and he yeah. pulled out like 30 umbrellas and passed them out. I'm like, oh my gosh. How over, over-prepared He came that? very prepared. Because everybody else forgot. When it comes to packing, I think my pet peeve is not feeling like I ever have enough room in my in suitcase. Luggage, yeah. yeah, and then I'm stuck with, you know, sitting on it and bouncing on it and trying yeah. to get the zipper to close. And um, it's it's a very frustrating, yeah. frustrating I always experience. just forget stuff, so... Who's next? Uh, okay, next we have Casey McDonald, and her pet peeve was the people who bring Indian food onto a plane. Okay, I think we should clarify. <laughs> I think she probably means just food that is smelly. Have an and aroma a, about a, it. A, a potent aroma. Yes. yes, and I have an actual... Teresa this actually has a very specific story that relates. We were on a plane one time, and I don't remember who was with, I think Kathy was with me. I don't remember... And two rows up, aisle seat opposite, there was a, a, a lady. And when the plane took off, she opened up her backpack and started passing out paper plates. 
to everyone across the aisle from her, everyone in the aisle in front of her. There was like eight people that got paper plates. And then, and I'm not kidding here, she pulled out like a rice steamer or some sort of rice cooker (laughs) out of her bag with her little metal utensil and started doling out the food to these people. And the smell, which wasn't necessarily a bad smell, but you're on a plane eating dry peanuts and pretzels. Right. And this family's having a home-cooked meal. A full-course meal. And it kind of ticked me off. That, And I don't know if they were doing it for economical reasons or if... Food allergy that, reasons, I mean, we maybe. don't know. I didn't ask. But it is... Um, it, it does. It becomes irritating. It kind of goes back a little bit to what Tyler was saying about people who just kind of get wrapped up in their own world and don't pay attention to how they might be imposing upon yeah. others. And this, in this instance, it was somebody who was imposing on your your senses, sm- your, yeah, your, your senses, smell, yeah. your the, what you had to smell in the plane. I mean, I was almost ready to, you know, pass the paper plate back. <laughs> Well, let me get to let me, let me get a little bit of that, Mama. Because yeah, these other people are obviously your family. Yeah. I can fit in, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing because there's always a random guy, and it usually is a guy with a subway sandwich or <laughs> something he purchased, right? Yeah, right. And he gets on the plane. Yeah, chili, Craig. <laughs> but you know, to have a whole family just dispense their meal right there around you. Well, I guess on in, an hour and a half flight. In that know. instance, maybe you should have been grateful that the smell was. Food rather than other smells that people which can I have been around too, yeah. So put out mm. there into your your airspace. All right, the next one, Steve Noonan, loud chanting tour groups. O M G. Oh, don't say that. Oh my. No, gosh. I have to. This one is serious. The loud chanting. Uh, generally, I I think that They're this heavy, is though. Mm-mm, I. It's not. You can't. Ugh, that imposes on your aural space what you're hearing i just it's so frustrating to go this is mainly a theme park thing i think Mm -hmm. um go anywhere and it's just this loud clapping and chanting i was stuck on in a line for the hulk at universal for i think the line was an hour long okay and there was a tour group that was not very far in front of us i they i'm not joking they chanted for the entire hour Chanting, clapping, and it's loud and in the Hulk's alive. But it was happy, happiness, right? Please listen to me. There was this, the, the, the acoustics of that building when you're going through to get to the Hulk, everything was just reverberating. reverberating yeah. off. Oh, I wanted to kill myself. It was terrible. Oh, no. Terrible. It was hor- It took a really, and it was the whole entire time I... I wanted to scream at everyone. It drove me to the brink. Do you think they were doing it just to tick people off, or they were just a happy little group? I think they were just happy little 14-year-old girls. Um, oh, well, they were young. But somebody should tell them that that is rude. That's just not good manners. Yeah. I could Okay, if you're going to chant, chant for your one chant. It depends on don't what you're chanting. Chant is it like hour. cheerleading? No, <laughs> no. It was in Spanish. I don't know. So it... And it was the same chants over and over. Like, they went through the rotation. I heard the same chants, you know, three or four times through. Hey, hello, hello. Yeah. Okay, he knows them. He's, he's met these people. <laughs> I worked at Disney for many years. I yes, know them. Yes, exactly. Okay. It's just, it's not okay. It's, it's not okay. okay. Well, Sorry. It's not here today. We're good. <laughs> What's the next one? Okay, next one is from Brian Young. 
He said his pet peeve is the lack of airplane etiquette. So we've touched on this quite a bit. He added a few more things in addition to smelly food. Um, kicking the back seat. Mm-hmm. I That's happened to me. That bothers me immensely when people kick the back of your seat. People who take off their shoes. Well, that depends. Yeah. It depends on, yeah. The state the, of their feet. The, the state of their feet. If, if I got to visually see them. If their foot has an odious stinction. Yeah. <laughs> What about this one? People who have um, loud phone conversations while they're oh, in the middle of the that. that bothers me. Like you're yeah. the most important part. You're the coolest guy in the world. Yeah. Like I'm going to yeah. talk business while I'm on the plane. Hey, hey, man, I'm sorry. I got to go. The, pl- the plane's getting ready to take off. Sir, you need to turn your phone on. Yeah, just a second. Oh, uh, yeah. So we'll get those reports into you tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I got to yeah. go. We're, oh, my that God. That bothers me more than we just landed. I can't wait to see. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But not the. The businessman and having his, a conference call, yeah, in the having middle a conference call, <laughs> like he's Mister Important. Yeah, and then the people that won't allow you to recline your seat. Yeah, I, th- I find that one frustrating. The one that bothers me is you're sitting there and you've decided not to jump up to get off the plane. You're going to wait it out, but the person behind you puts their hand on your headrest <laughs> to to help pull themselves up, and your whole chair goes <laughs> pulling your hair, or you know, I've had that happen. It's like. Can you not get up without yanking my seat down? Well, I I also know on like on Delta and JetBlue, they have uh, touchscreen monitors in the back of oh, the yeah. headrests. Oh, so, yeah. um, so the screen that you're looking at is on the back of somebody else's head, and if you push those buttons really hard, you're getting you're pushing them in the head. <laughs> I've had that happen to me quite a few times, and sometimes I may have done it on purpose to somebody else. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I can see that happening. Wow. Okay, what's next? Um, Nikki, Nikki Mancini, people taking up your overhead bin space on the plane. Well, sometimes that's unavoidable. It is. Sometimes it is unavoidable, and sometimes it is avoidable. I mean, in theory, you should walk on the plane, and your space should be right over your row. But if you're getting on late or not first in line, your space... uh, Are there people that actually put their thing up first, cl- closer to the front and then go farther back on purpose? You know, I don't know. Um, I've never seen anybody do that. Uh, w- one of the things, we're talking about airplane etiquette and, and boarding and, and disembarking from the airplane. Uh, on the, one of the, the last season of Mythbusters, I don't know if you guys know that show. I have seen They, uh, they did an episode about the best methods uh, – to board a plane, the most okay. efficient um, so ones that have been used before, ones that are used now, and ones that are like theory, and they put them all right. to the test. And one of the best ones was starting with like the the back of the plane. Right now, first class doesn't get to go in first or whatever, and that right. sucks for them. But in terms of efficiency, going all the way to the back, they they there's no line blockage uh, at nobody at no point will anybody's bag be behind them. Their bag That's can true, only yeah. be. At them or in front of them. So it just makes it for... Why don't they do that? I don't know. I honestly don't know. We should start a campaign. Yeah. If you're in the Load back the back the front. Because you know what? First. You're not going to... The plane's not going to leave without you if you're there at the gate. <laughs> right? Right. Whether hopefully you're on not. first or last. Yeah. Unless not. you fall asleep. And True. And But the thing I don't like, and there's no way around it, is if you're on an outside seat... You've got to wait for the person. If the person on the inside hadn't gotten on the plane yet, you have to wait. And then when they get there, you got to stand up. And I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. But 
you just sit there and say, I just sit there and say my little prayer. No one's sitting in that seat. No one's going to sit in that seat. I'm going to be all alone. You and know? then you end up with the lady sitting next to you, pukes the entire time. Yeah, and then I, yeah, the other, <laughs> you know, some man's thigh. You know, I'm introduced to my thigh, you know. But I, I really like it when there's like nobody in the middle seat. Yeah, it, it is nice when that's it works just a out that flight. way. That's a beautiful flight. Yeah, that's a beautiful flight. Well, we also have another video for you guys of uh, one of our favorite listeners, viewers, mm-hmm. um, who is going to be telling us about his biggest pet peeve. Hey, Teresa and JL, this is Mike, K5JMH on the boards. And my pet peeves are not getting to the airport at least two hours early before a flight. It just drives me crazy. It drives my wife absolutely bonkers because she has to put up with me. The other is, if you're on an international flight, please don't strip down to your skivvies and sleep in your underwear. That is about the creepiest thing ever. Y'all have a great week. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, who I did that? I was going to say, yeah, what that, the heck? That sounds like it's coming from personal experience. I need, to, I need the rest of that There's story. There's a story there, definitely. Thank you, Mike. And was it a guy or a girl? I'm assuming it was a guy. I would hope it was at least a guy. Because I don't think he would complain about a guy. I don't know. That's just bizarre. Oh, my goodness. But not getting to the airport, I want... I got to have some time when I get there. I don't want to be rushed. It's very stressful when you are rushed. And I, when I'm rushed, then I start forgetting things. And, yeah. Uh, well, I just get all kebobbled. Kebobbled. You know? And I just, you know, it just kind of freaks me out. So I like to, I want to sit at the, um, not the terminal, what is The it? gate? The gate. I want to be able to sit there at least 30 minutes before they start loading, just to chill. Mm-hmm. And watch people and talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> Come up with back their backstories. Yeah. Get some backstories going. So, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not a last-minute person. I agree with you. I'm just saying. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that whole thing. He said, I don't think that I would care to see somebody stripped down to their underwear on an international flight. I guess Did they, they just, let them do that? Well, I'm assuming it was an issue if they couldn't fall asleep if they <laughs> weren't naked. I guess they had to be in their underwear. I'm not really sure, but that one well, sounds just very be, It was a long flight. Odd. You want to be comfortable. International. He Maybe did they didn't want to wrinkle their clothing. Hmm. That's Maybe. not a good enough I excuse. I know. I'm like, mm, you should be in wrinkled clothing. <laughs> They wanted to look fresh when they got there. So, I don't know. All right, what's the next one? Okay, next one. Julianne Wright. um, She said her pet peeve is when TSA singles her out for a full body scan. Is that that sounds very dramatic. It sounds very dramatic. Or is that just those machines that everybody goes through? The 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 little spinny things. Yeah, but you know, you got to raise your arms, and if you're wearing a light jacket, they make you take it off. And if you refuse, and I have, because no one wants to see the underarms (laughs) as I take my jacket off. You know, the jacket's on for a reason, right? (laughs) So no, I'm not. And then you get pulled aside, and you get the. Do they have to frisk you? Yes, you get the touchy little. They pull someone over and. You get the little pat down, which I don't have a problem with. It's for my safety and your safety, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But I think it's funny because Kathy, ha- Kathy and I have this joke. When she goes through the full body thing, her shoulder always sets it off every time. Like she's got some sort of bionic shoulder that she doesn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they're like, you know, messing with She's like, nothing there. It's just my shoulder. So, you know. That's interesting. It's weird. They okay. all, I, I always... Uh, get it uh, right here on my left part of my chest. And it's because I wear these collared shirts that have pockets that have a button on them. Yeah. And they always pick up the button 
here. I, I don't know why that would set off like a red flag. Oh, I thought you were going to say you were Tony Stark uh, or something. <laughs> <laughs> Got this little thing. And I yeah, yeah, it bionic. keeps a piece of metal from going into my heart. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, that is a bummer to be. I mean, it. It's a fact of life today. You got to do it, but it's yeah. still. Kicking. I could see how that would be irritating, though, especially if you were in a hurry. Yeah. It, like if you were cutting it close with getting your plane on and time. You got to, you know, pull aside and dismantle all the metals. Alrighty. So what's next, Deborah Cullen? Forgetting to pack something you need. Yeah, you touched on that before. I did. I went on a trip one time and packed absolutely no undies. There was nothing in there. Just <laughs> everything. I had more socks than anyone could ever need. <laughs> but did you fashion the socks? That, yes, everything. The socks were there. I, mean, I had extra socks, but there was no other undergarments there, and that that know, was a problem. It was a problem, you know. And then so. that's when you go on the the shopping trips. I find that I forget at least one thing on every trip, and that is really inconvenient at times. Or when we were um, just went to New Jersey you know, last month and it all of a sudden, you know, got cold and I had not, um, I had not thought to pack a warmer piece of clothing. And then I had to have somebody make a run out to, Oh, that's right. Some crazy you store. Whiny Casey McDonald. It was chilly. It wasn't cold. It was cold and I needed a sweatshirt. So she got me a hoodie. You got a nice sweatshirt. I did. I got a, a nice Jersey hoodie. hoodie, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it is hard. I've, I've actually done that. I did Jersey one year and, and ended up getting a sweatshirt because I was chilly. Yeah. And that never happens. So. so it's, but it's that stuff trying to, and mm. then having to go get it last minute, whether it's your toothbrush or your hairspray or whatever it is. Whatever you forget. Yeah. Really annoying. Okay. Sabrina Ellis uh, says her pet peeve is people who treat the hotel like their homes. And I. What's wrong with that? Meaning they're walking in the hallways being really loud and obnoxious or they're slamming doors. Sometimes you're trying to sleep. Not being thoughtful of the other guests. Not being thoughtful of the other people that are in the hotel. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, just walking around, acting like they own the place. And as, you know, that there's nobody else there that... The along these same lines, what would upset me in this would be just be random children roaming the halls. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't like that. You hear that? Thump, 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 yeah, thump, running up and down the halls, or you know, banging on doors or whatever. Where's the parents? These yeah. children aren't young enough. That's one thing. If they're teens or they're college students, which I would still consider children, um, they're on a trip having a good time, but. Not just randomly running up and down the halls, waiting for mom and dad who set them out in the hall while they finish getting ready or, yeah, you know, whatever. I feel like there are some areas where there's more tolerance for this, such as, like, you know, the lobbies. We do this when we have our dismeets where there's a group of us and we will gather right. in the lobbies and play games and talk and so on and so forth, you know, even late into the night. But um, even then, I feel like we're, we try to be a little bit more... Consider it and mindful of the noise that we're making and yeah. uh, the, the mess way. that we're making. That's like when on, when you're on a cruise. Um, I always try to pick a deck that is nothing but staterooms because the foot traffic supposedly is only going to be people going to and from their staterooms. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't always work out that way, but usually. You've also got to take a look at what's directly above you. Right. You know, is the is the main pool deck directly above right. you? You're going to hear that chairs. Yeah, that yeah. chairs. Yeah. So yeah, if that if noise bothers you and that's a, that ticks you off, then you try to. I try to avoid those things if I can. Mm-hmm. But a hotel room, you can't always pick. You know where you're going to be. No, you can't. And you can't pick who's going to be around you. So you kind of have to just revert to the golden rule. You know, I've been do in rooms where you would. Yeah, do I've been in rooms where there's fighting in the next room. 
You know, it doesn't tick me off. I'm just you're interested. Exactly what you're <laughs> she gets she has Everything a pet peeve that she about. can't hear it more clearly. That's why you need to get one of those bionic ears. I know. I love, I love that. And then one time we were, I remember we were on a cruise, one of our first cruises, and I was yelling at the girls about something, getting ready, not getting. I don't know what it was. I wasn't yelling, but I was louder than normal. And I stepped out of my room, and standing right in the room next to me was a dessert that was just standing there, like. We were right next to you and was mortified. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> well, nice isn't to that meet nice? You. Yes. Can I get a new room? So, anyway, all right, who's next? Um, Rebecca Bell, too many bathroom breaks. This one used to really get me. I've been more laid back about this. No, I would really hate it when it was like every, it seemed like every 10 minutes Someone somebody to had go to, to go to the bathroom and I couldn't. It, Man, I found it frustrating it. to no end that for some reason we couldn't all coordinate using yeah. the restroom at the same time. I don't mind going on a frequent basis in terms of a group setting. <laughs> this is a weird conversation. <laughs> but I agree with you. I feel like if there's an opportunity to do it and you have a group, everyone should take just that just oppor- opportunity. So you don't have to stop 10 minutes But then later. there's the random person that has to go every 10 minutes. You can't help that. Well, well you know, that's a different that's a different type of scenario. It's it's when you've got, you know, your gaggle of children with you and you've got the one child who insists, "I don't have to go to the bathroom. I'm not going to have to go to the bathroom. I'll never have to go to the bathroom." And so everyone else goes to the bathroom and then you're walking and 5 minutes later the one child who refused to go, "I have to go to the bathroom." Yeah. Well, my my mom uh, instilled it in my brain, I think, very early on that I can't even walk out the front door of the house without using the bathroom before yeah. I go, all right, does anybody need to use the bathroom before we leave? Got to go. Gotta Give go. it a try. <laughs> At least you got to try. Right, right, exactly. That was one of my dad's rules. Oh, yeah. We have those rules. But then the minute you get in the car, I've got to go potty. So, you know. It, it can be really frustrating at all times. All righty. Do we have, we have one more... Um, Video, right? A little short. Yes, video. we do actually. Here he is. Hi, my name's Van. The thing I hate the most is when you're on a plane watching a good movie and you can't sing along to the songs. <laughs> that was weird. Okay. Is this a struggle you have? I do have that. I do have. <laughs> Struggle too. Have that struggle. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, okay, maybe I really am saying it out loud and I shouldn't, you know, because obviously you know me that I think I'm singing in my head and I'm not. Yes. I'm singing out loud. Well, that's when you got to like start pushing the envelope, seeing how far you can go. You start with a little hum. You know, I'm singing along with the Jersey Boys, which happened the other day and it got ugly. So. <laughs> Yeah. No, it can be frustrating, especially if you're used to driving and just belting it out like yeah. like I do. Yeah. And then you're stuck in the plane just watching something familiar and you know the words and you're just you got to be silent. Or I just like the along the same lines as that is, you know, you're watching a movie and you just hear the random cackle. <laughs> just out of nowhere out of nowhere cuz they're watching something hilarious. Oh, that's fun. That is great. The random cackle. So I actually have a pet peeve, um, and that would be, this is going to come across as very ironic coming from me. Okay. Um, But, so in general, I tend to be, I can be, I'm doing better, but I I tend to be late in arriving to things. Oh, really? Okay, go ahead. (laughs) But 
When it comes to trips and vacations, I get so annoyed if we do not leave on time. Yeah. Like we have scheduled, we're going to leave at this period of time so that we can arrive at this period of time. For whatever reasons, trips, vacations are a whole different category of something for me. And uh, to the point that, you know, I'll pack the vehicle the night before. Right. Just so we to can get out of the house leave at, that time, at the scheduled time. time. It drives me up yeah. the wall to no end when, you know, you're supposed to leave at 10 and then you're getting the door, getting out the door at noon or whatever. That would take me off a couple hours. Yeah. But I would say 10 and I always put the ish after it. So it would, to me, 10 ish would 10, be. 10, 30. Would be a quarter till to a quarter after. Okay. 10, 30 would be pissed. Ticking me off. <laughs> I told you every episode. Every episode. So, no, I put an ish at the end of it because I want to, you know, I don't, because it's you a vacation and you're having fun. You don't want to, you know, keep it. I don't want to be a taskmaster. I just want to. I, t- I tend to be that way. Yeah, when it my comes sister's to trips. that way. That's the one thing we kind of, when we do road trips, we kind of, she's more of a, we said we we're going to leave at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. You know, well, my God, it's 6 <laughs> 15. You know, chill, baby. <laughs> Chill well, out. and you had a, yeah, mine's on uncomfortable beds. Oh my gosh! Yes, I know it's not every bed can be the bed at home, but to get in a bed where you fall into a hole or it kills your back or that can mess up my next day because I'm in you wake up all you know hunched over and in pain. I've definitely had some interesting sleeping experiences on the trips that we've taken. There's been the um, when we went on the cruise. And I had the pull-out yeah. couch that basically was like sleeping on a piece of plywood. <laughs> it was not a comfortable experience. Then when we went to, I think it was Richmond, and I was sleeping on the pull-out chair. <laughs> there's a theme here. Yeah. Yes, I get the bed <laughs> if there's only one in the room. <laughs> so I was sleeping Age on the pull-out. Um, I was sleeping on the pull-out chair, and this lovely sleeper chair had a bar. A supporting bar mm-hmm. underneath the mattress that was right up into the middle of my upper back, which did not make for well, pleasant, see, a pleasant slumber. I was slumber. in the room in pain. Well, I wasn't in pain, but I woke up having to use the little girl room and couldn't get out of bed because I had fallen into this crevice in the middle of the bed. The cereal bowl. Yes, and I thought I'd had a stroke or something. Oh, my God, I can't get out of bed. And I was freaking because, you know, when you set up and you get out of bed, I couldn't get out of this hole. And then I woke up enough and realized, oh, I'm sitting in a hole. So then I, you know, figured out a way to get up. But that uncomfortable bed can... It can, it can make or break me some really, days. It really, really can. can. It yeah, really can definitely. some days. And then our uh, last pet peeve that we were going to share with you came from Robert Kletke. I think that's how it, I was. Why do I always get the tricky I don't know. Ones? I figured it out that way. It works out um, good for me. <laughs> anyway, his pet peeve was talkative airplane partners. And, and I get that. He says, Chatty airplane seatmates who don't read the subtle please leave me alone signs that you give them. Eyes closed, earphones in. There's a reason that I self-medicate before the flight. Please don't force me to waste it. (laughs) I I am the kind of person that when it comes to a stranger would prefer not to talk to that person. I'll say hi. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
I don't know why. I'll put my headphones in, and for whatever reason, I guess I seem very approachable, <laughs> and they love to talk to me. Um, wow. It has nothing to do with like my people skills in general. It's just like I have, especially if I'm flying alone, and there happens to be a stranger next to me. You know, it's kind of like I'm gonna put, okay. I'm gonna put my headphones on, and this is gonna be some me time. You know, no, and no. This is the time where you get to meet somebody that might be <laughs> unusual or different. And it's fun. And you get to learn the story of get, why are they going to this place. That's right. You know? Or in cases of my last flight that I took, you get to learn the story about them that isn't even true. But they, I know. Because <laughs> you make up this. I've done that before. I have gone on a plane and told the person next to me some random life story that is not even mine just to you should that, be on a reality so, competition show just oh that would be fun i that is what happened to me yeah. i sat next to this guy mm-hmm. um i think his name was nick and um his he, alias yeah his, think alias his name, name was nick yeah well he was the nicest person and just to the point that he was initiating this conversation and what do i do and blah 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 and so as we're discussing and getting along and i'm thinking i'm making a new best friend he tells me everything about himself and he's a drummer in a band and they tour around and but on the weeks that he's not touring he's a line cook in a restaurant and said i thought oh my gosh this is such an interesting i have a twin who used to be stuck on me but now we've been (laughs) well so so then after we get off the plane, I was like, hey, I'm going to go. And he was all like. And you Googled him? Well, yes, because he told me the name of his band and everything. And um, well, and then we also exchanged contact information because he was like, next time I'm in Orlando, I'll take you to one of our concerts. And, wow. and I'll, yeah. OK, so then we get off the plane and I am finding out about this person and nothing that he said was true at all whatsoever. Wow. See that same flight? I was sitting next to the author. Who writes historical romances? Yes, and I did find her on but Amazon. That was a true. That person. was a true story. <laughs> she was awesome. But we do have three more that came in late that I didn't put on your on our list. I just want to touch on them lightly. Um, Paige Lou, she like doesn't like the non planners. Um, she's always being teased by friends and family for being kind of an over planner, and I know she is. Um, she doesn't like the the non planners. She doesn't like the Disney dummies. Ooh, that's putting it harshly. Oh. I've developed a pet peeve for what I call Disney dummies. Those are people that I hear in line for attractions telling all their friends and others false information about Disney. Okay, 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 okay. okay. I get it. it. It's one thing if that person is completely oblivious to yes. it and, and doesn't know all the information. It's another thing if they're saying <laughs> false information but have the confidence of right. <laughs> thinking that it's correct. Because everybody else knows less than they do, yeah. and they're just making stuff up. So, yeah, then she doesn't like the standers. She has names for these people. The standers are the people that insist on standing up in front of you during wishes or any other show at any destination. Chances are I've been here scouting my spot for hours, and I don't want to see your backside. And I'm not afraid to zoom in on the not-so-flattering parts of your body for YouTube enjoyment. <laughs> what, along the lines of that, I get a, I am pet, have a pet peeve with the people that put their children on their shoulders when you've been in your yes. spot for a long time. Yeah. And then... Uh, everything's good and great and then the show starts and up goes up the comes kid. little johnny joe yeah, yes um you know I, I i had three children of my own and unless you are in the very back where you're not going to be imposing yeah. on someone else's view please don't do that i always put mine you know on my hip i held them up so that they could see i understand yeah, that that's important right. or i can i don't have a problem or, with someone asking can 
little Peabody stand in front of you. Right. I'm okay with that. But yeah. Not Peabody and his whole family. <laughs> you not, know. Not Peabody and Mr. Sherman. <laughs> That's right. Just Peabody. So okay, Carla also says she's feeling unsafe at rest stops. That's a that's a scary thing. Dirty bathrooms, traffic that you can't do anything about. Um, let's see, traveling from Houston to Central Florida, we had tried to avoid circumstances, many strategy, strategies. Strategies? Strategies, can't say that word. Including leaving at 3 a.m., leaving later in the afternoon, so she's getting to traffic, so traffic messes with her. She doesn't like that. And then Daniel Penkew, who lives in the Niagara Falls area. Okay. And this is kind of... One of my issues, too. When people on the road get mad at you because you don't know where you're going. You know, you're, like, trying to find your way to your destination, and you see a local pull up next to you, gesturing at you in Mm -hmm. some angry fashion. I'm sorry. Right. I'm not as familiar with where the right right turns and the left turns are. You know, I don't know where I'm going. I understand that you're, you know, you know where you're going. Are the ones that lay on their horns because you're not reacting immediately. And I try not to do that in Orlando to people because it might have an Orlando tag, but they just rented that car. They don't know. True. So I try to be nice. I don't gesture wildly unless they do something that deserves a gesture. Right. So I think probably (laughs) with a lot of these situations, I mean, I I got more worked up than anyone else in the room today, but... um, probably a good thing to keep in mind with these things that tick us off is patience helps with so much of it. Um, and the truth is when we're getting irritated like this, um, the main person whose experience it's ruining is ours. You know, we're ruining it for ourselves by, by having the reaction. So take a um, breath. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Count to Use 10, a whatever humor it is. If you can. Yeah, exactly. And if you exactly. have to hit someone, hit them. You know, on the rare occasion when it it's called for. If and I wouldn't hit someone, but if I'm not afraid to speak up, if someone is doing something that's, I wouldn't say ruining my vacation, but that is wrong, that eventually is going to ruin my vacation. That's good. I'm more of a bottler. I just bottle things and I keep it and I just stew yeah. to myself. It really, really takes a lot to get me to actually speak up about stuff. Depends but, on the who, who it is I'm encountering, you know. Yeah, so. I guess that's true. Yeah. So, well, anyway, I think that's probably going to do it for this week. Yeah, so we're going to be back next week with more exciting adventures. But, Jenny Lana, would you like to take us out? I would. So with that, trip out. The number one thing I hate when going on a trip is knowing that the man next to me has a nicer mustache than I do.